is life. This is your host, Sean Johnson. Thanks again for tuning in. I, I hope that the last several podcast ep- episodes, rather, I'm kind of getting used to this. Uh, my friend Matt says, they're, Sean, they're, they're not called a podcast. Podcast is the is is the is the title is the actual podcast now it's an episode not a podcast it's kind of like you don't have a vcr player you either have a vcr or a vhs but you don't have a vcr player anyway i do hope that you guys have been that the last several episodes have been a blessing to you and i know i i love doing this i really have to admit that you having a place that i can just share from the heart and share what you know, I believe God is speaking to me to share with all of you and whoever wants to listen. Uh, it's just really encouraging, you know, because I think it allows us to have a forum, you know, not just me, uh, you as well, because I want to hear from you, you know. And again, while we're talking about that, if you have any questions or emails uh, or you can you can hit, hit us up on Twitter, this is life pod on Twitter or this is life pod at Gmail dot com. Uh, Facebook page is soon to come. Those kind of things. So. Feel free to contact us anytime, and I'd love to chit chat and talk with you. Especially if uh, you know if you have any tough questions that you want to have answered on the podcast, then let me know. Um, but anyway, this has really been a blessing, and I just pray that today will be a blessing to you as well. Today, I want to talk about something that is very important to me and to my walk with the Lord. Being with and around so many different types of people and even types of Christians. And also non-believers as well. You know, you you have to really, like I said, like a couple of times, you know, a couple episodes ago, about being a chameleon, right? You have to be, make sure that you are, like Paul said, all things to all men, that by all means some might be saved. That's a, that's something you have to really develop and practice. Today, I want to talk about the difference between sympathy and empathy. Now. See, those are those are two words, you know. Yeah, you hear, but you don't hear it talked about too much. Uh, and so I figured today, why don't we let's just kind of delve into the subjects? Because especially empathy, which will be the majority of what we talk about today, that is an art. That is something that we have to actually practice. It's not something that's just God given. It's not just a natural part of our emotional behavior. That's something we actually have to really work on and practice and to make better of. It's just like anything that, you know, whether it be working out to get stronger or doing word puzzles to, to, to be smarter. I mean, whatever it is, you know, maybe practicing uh, for a sport or uh, some sort of objective. You know, maybe you have a goal to, to you want to obtain. Maybe you want to build something. You know, you have to have practice and have to really, you know, focus on what you're doing. Empathy is the same thing. Now, real quick, because the whole, the whole, what they're basically, both of them co- encompasses compassion. I think that we would all agree that what we need more in society, more today, is compassion. You know, care for the fellow man, <laughs> right? I think that that, if we were to really practice and 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 focus on compassion and more than our hate or our division or our uh, disdain for how other people or the way other people think, if we just would actually practice and have compassion, we would be much better off for it. Not just us, but society as a whole and our families. And it would be a better example for our children, you know, so that they can grow up and have compassion. I think that we would reduce a lot of the bullying that goes on in schools. I think that we'd reduce a lot of just hurt people in general if we just were to practice and, and utilize a God given ability called compassion. 
and specifically today, empathy. But uh, real quick, I want to go to the dictionary. I got my trusty uh, website in front of me that has the definitions. Sympathy. Sympathy is feelings of pity and sorrow for someone else's misfortune. Okay, you you have, and this is a natural feeling. Anytime that somebody you especially you care about or you love, immediately if they're going through a really tough time, maybe they lost somebody a whole dear, maybe they lost a job, maybe they're going through a divorce, maybe they had a miscarriage. I mean, something really even heavy like that. You're able to say, "Man, I really feel bad for them." I mean, this happens in celebrities all the time. Here recently. Uh, you know, the dog, the bounty hunter. I mean, he's a very loud individual and he had that TV show for a long time. Uh, a lot of people really loved that show. And of course he lost his wife and, and I don't know dog, the bounty hunter. I think he'd be really fun to meet, but I don't know him, but yet I found myself just feeling so man, gosh, that that's really stinks that he lost his wife to cancer after seeing her battle it for a little over a year and a half. And, you know, I, I don't, again, all I know is what I see on TV, but at the same time, I had feelings of sorrow for them. That's a natural feeling. We have a, when you have sympathy for somebody, you have a natural feeling of sorry for somebody else's misfortune for what they're going through. All right. That's something that's natural, and at least it should be natural. <laughs> Maybe some people it's more easier than others, but nonetheless, it's still a natural feeling. Now, empathy is something completely different, but yet the same thing. Empathy is the ability, keyword, the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Now, a co- common misconception of empathy is saying, in order for me to empathize with you, I have to know what you're going through by have had going through it myself. That's not exactly true. Yes, that helps. Believe me, if, if that's, some, that's, that, that's a an easier way to empathize with somebody. Let's say if my, if somebody has my friend's house burnt down and lost everything. And I have had that same thing happen to me. My house burned down and I lost everything. Absolutely. It would be very easy for me to empathize with them and be like, listen, I literally, I know what you're going through. Of course, some people say that and they don't have really no idea what they're going through. That ends up becoming off as offensive. You know, I would, I, I really want to make sure that I never, Say that to somebody like, I know what you're going through. When in fact, I really don't. So we got to be careful with that. But if you truly do know what somebody else is going through and you're especially close to them, you say, I know what you're going through and how can I help? That really needs to be the follow-up to that statement. I know what you're going through. I've been there before. This is what helped me. But how can I help you in this time of trouble? That's empathy. Now, again, you don't necessarily have to have had to gone through the same exact thing that that person went through in order to truly be able to empathize with them. This is why it's an ability. This is why it's practice. It's something what you have to actually develop in your st- in, in your being and in, in your uh, day-to-day life. What you actually do is you can actually imagine. Remember when we were kids and we would make believe, you know, we, we had maybe a friend or make believe, uh, you know, a tree house and you were a pirate or whatever you, you know, t- to you, that was as real as can be. You truly were the four really was hot lava, right? You know, that, that our parents may have got mad at us cause we were climbing all over the furniture, but Hey, we weren't touching that floor because it was hot lava. It was real to us. That's the kind of the similar concept with empathy is that we are able to picture and take some effort to be able to stop. And we'll, we'll get into the, to the, to, to, to the three points of empathy, how to really be able to be, you know, how, how to develop your empathy it takes really three different steps. And we'll talk about those in the first case. And we'll talk about those in a little bit. But what you have to do is 
just ask yourself, if I was in their shoes, how would I want other people to respond to me? That's really, and then that's scriptural. Um, do you remember the two greatest commandments? Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And thou shalt love your neighbor as yourself. And of course, Jesus is one of the greatest things he ever said was do unto others as what? As you would have them do unto you. Uh, that is the mind of Christ. That is what we should strive for as believers is that option and that ability to be like, you know what? I, patience. It definitely takes patience. There's no question. There's no question. It takes patience to be like, I, I, I want to be able to respond to you in your time of need in the most best way, non-offending and most helpful way possible. And we'll talk about some ways that that can be later on, but Let's go to Philippians chapter 2, verse 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 2. It says, Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Of course, that's a lot again. Easier said than done. We definitely in society and not even in church have the same love, same accord, same mind, being like-minded. But... That doesn't mean that it's not something that we ought to strive for, and it's also not something that we don't have a precedent for. Uh, you know, Jesus and his 12 disciples and everyone he talked about and he talked to and he ministered to, they were all for the same goal and we ought to be as well. Verse 3, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. In other words, let nothing be done so that I, as a myself, can be glorified. It ought to be the only people that ought to be glorified that, that I should be looking out for is to make sure that God gets glorified in all things and that others are blessed and lifted up and glorified. Not as glorified like a God, but glorified as in that they are in a position to be blessed in a way that I can help them. Let be nothing be done in strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. This is important. Let each, each of you, each of me, all of us, each esteem other better than themselves. Yeah, that's scripture. It's asking us and, and really telling us, if you want to have the mind of Christ, if you want to be my, like-minded one to another, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, here's what you do. You esteem others better than yourself. And what that also means is that you think of others before yourself. You think of how they would want to be treated, how they would want to be represented in your talk and in your talk and, and, and in your and in your mind. You know how they would want to be just just have an experience with them. How would they would how would they want to be treated? Verse four: Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Not like covetousness, not like you're not looking at, this isn't the Joneses, right? They're keeping up with the Joneses where you say, hey, well, so-and-so has a BMW. I want a BMW. No, this is saying that every man on the things of others. In other words, what is important to them, I make important to me because I want to bless them because they are my priority to see that they are taken care of. Now, why, why is this important? Well, well, friends, it's important because the only way that we are going to truly survive as, as mankind and, 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 and together is if we just start taking care of one another again, you know, just truly having a, 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 a higher opinion of one another than we do. I mean, you ever heard somebody be like, I'm not a people person. I can't stand people. I hate people. And friends, I've even said that before. 
gosh, you know, if you go to a theme park or a large concert where you are, you're around lots and lots and lots of people like, like I love going to Disneyland. Right. But let me tell you something, you know, I love to going to Disneyland, but when it gets crowded, it's really hard to have empathy when you're standing in line, you know, all, all day long. Or when you're walking through tight, tight crowds of people and you have a fast pass that you got to run and get to, and you get pet people in your way. I get it. However, that doesn't take away the fact that we still have a, 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 a responsibility to, to, to have patience in this life and to look upon people as human beings, not just a commodities and not just uh, uh, other beings, but human beings, people who have a history, who have a life, who had, had at one time a mother and a father, who have brothers and sisters, who, who have emotions, who have experiences. You know, they're real people. They're not just people that are out there to serve you. I've seen people like that. It seems like they walk around with just this weird sense that everybody in the world is there to serve them. You know, especially go on, get, go to any tourist spot. You know, I mentioned Disneyland, but go to Hawaii or the Bahamas, and you'll see a lot of people who just, they go to an all-inclusive resort, and they just think they're entitled because they paid money. Now, I get it. It's nice to have and be served every once in a while, especially when you're on vacation, but that doesn't mean that you still they treat people like crap that are there to to take care of you. And even though you're paying them now, you, in fact, you ought to make it easy for them to want to, to do their job and to serve you and to bless you. Right. And that doesn't mean you'd give them a nice tip, although that ought to be a part of it, but you just kind and, you know, relate to them as a human. I mean, how much, how hard is that? Right. But you would believe me, you would be surprised on how difficult that actually is for some people just to treat people like a human here recently at, um, at the church, we had a large warehouse, right? And we had to clean out the entire warehouse. And it was a big, big, I mean, I won't bore you with the details, but we had to get rid of a lot of stuff. And so in order to get rid of all the stuff, we had to have one of those really huge, giant, like 30 foot trash cans out in front of the, in front of the building. And we filled it up. And it was on a Friday, we come back Monday and there's a door is wide open. And, you know, we had a lot of people dumpster diving, you know, which is fine or you know, whatever. I, I wish that they wouldn't have made a mess when they did it, but that's just what happened. Well, what had actually happened was they had made such a mess and they had, uh, basically the, the, the top was overflowing now because they had moved things around. And when the garbage people came to pick it up, they had to be like, sorry, we had to come back later because everything, if we put it on the truck, it's all going to blow away because it's all over. We had to fix it. My point is this. I called the lady and I said, and I said, I'm sorry, ma'am. I said, you know, we just had some people who were getting in the trash over the weekend and, you know, they messed things up. By the time the guy got here, we didn't have it fixed. I'm sorry. She goes, oh, I get it. I have it all the time. She goes, I mean, in fact, I'll tell you the one story here recently. There was a woman who, whose son passed away, who got murdered. And, um, yeah, there were people literally, there's some people had got together cause they were moving and cleaning the house out and there were literally people standing there by the trash can. And as they're filling things up with this grieving mother, as their people are filling things up into this trash can. There's people that are sitting there like, like vultures hogging, you know, like waiting for trash. Like, Oh, we're going to throw that away. I'll take it. I mean, I, <laughs> I understand. Maybe maybe they're really, really having some tough times, but can't you wait or can't you find another way to, you know, that somebody is going through a really, really tough time? And even if you don't know that, I mean, why do you got to be rude? My point is this, guys, is that we got to start looking upon the things of others' needs more than ourselves. And this is not just for Christians. This is for everybody. Everybody, we have a responsibility to do that. 
All right, so let's get back into the scriptures. Verse four, I'll read that again. Look not every man on his own things, but every man on also the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So somebody tries to tell you what the mind of Christ is, and it doesn't equate to look upon others uh, uh, more than yourself. They're lying to you because this is what the scripture says. Let nothing be done in strength of vainglory, lowliness of mind. Let everyone esteem other, each other better than themselves. Look, don't, uh, don't look upon your own things, but look upon the things of others. That is the mind of Christ, Jesus, the one who is our, our whole example for living a righteous and loving and blessed life is through him. So if he, he thought other people were worthy of putting himself you know, away so that others can be blessed, then how much more should we be doing it? All right. Let's read a couple more scriptures on, on compassion. Okay, so I want to go to Colossians chapter 3. Uh, let's start with verse 12. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies deep within you, mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, which is patience again, Having empathy takes patience. It takes work. If, if I'm going to imagine myself in your position and I don't know what that's like firsthand, I have to ask myself several questions. How am I going to respond to you? It takes patience. You know, we can't just go off the cuff and just have our mouth speak before we think. We just, that's not the right time to do it. Forbearing one another. Okay. In other words, you, you carry each other's burdens. That's what I'm talking about. Empathy is about carrying each other's burdens, lifting each other up. If somebody's going through a difficult time, that is the time that we decide, hey, you don't got to do this alone. Not only do you have God behind you, but I'm going to be right there with you. I'm going to, you know, if you, whatever you need, if, if you need just to be to be in the room with you, if you need just to be quiet, if you need to talk, if you need to pray, if you need to be having, you know, if you need a hug, whatever, but I'm here to carry your board, your burdens with you. And forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against you, if any man, if you know of anybody who has aught or you know an anger or a you know a um, some sort of discord, even if you are imagining it, there's been times you know where I've had to call some of my best friends to be like, listen, uh, the other night you seemed a little you know edgy. Now I don't know if something you know we didn't really talk that much or I didn't get to say goodbye to you. You know I noticed that just something was off. Hey man, are we doing all right? Do we do we have everything in order? Are we straight? And sometimes, hey man, I'm good. I just going through a rough time, you know. If my work's really, you know, kicking my butt, or I mean, you know, whatever it is. Or it could be actually, yeah, man, you said something that really kind of hurt my feelings, and I didn't really know how to tell you at the time. But now that you mention it, you know, I yeah, I really kind of want to talk about it. If I would have never recognized it and had the patience to think, hey. You know, something was a little off with my buddy. Well, why? You know, if I would have just been like, ah, he just, that's just how he was, or he's in a bad mood, or I don't, I'm not going to care. I'm not going to worry about it. Well, what was going to happen? Well, especially if I never make an opportunity to, for, for, uh, you know, for resolution to happen, uh, what's going to happen next time I'm with him, you know? Or maybe I really do offend him even more. The, the, it's just going to be added on to the time before that never got fixed. What this is saying is if you know somebody has a quarrel against you, you go to them, you find it, you fix it, and you attempt to really make it right. Even as Christ forgave you, 
so also do ye. And above all things, verse 14, put on charity, which is love, right? Which is the bond of perfectness. People are like, I want to be perfect before the Lord. Well, you know how you, God sees you as being perfect? Is you have love. Yeah. I know you're probably tired of hearing me say it, guys. But, I mean, what, what else is there? I mean, that's, it's, it's, the, it's the natural emotion that we have as disciples of God. But it's just creation. It's just humankind. And somehow we lose it along the way. But, I mean, have you ever witnessed and been around even children, right? They're just very loving and kind and they're affectionate and they, you know, they, they want to be around warm people. Um, you know, sometimes we don't grow up to be like that. Like, again, there's some people that just walk around and they're just angry all the time and they don't like people. I don't like people. I don't like it when people touch me or I don't like people talking to me. I don't like how, and I get it. Some people, we just, you know, we're like that. But man, we, we got to ask ourselves, is that really the right attitude? Or should we maybe work a little bit harder on enjoying people around us? You know, I, and yes, we can enjoy nature. We can enjoy the mountains and the oceans and, and animals and all the, the wonderful things that God's given us. But truly, some of the best blessings are just is in people and just have relationships. You know, I, none of us want to be lonely. We may say we like to be alone or we like binge watching Netflix by ourselves with ourselves and ice cream and popcorn or whatever. But truly, at the end of the day, that's not that's not what any of us really want. I can't imagine that. I really, I, if that's the case, then maybe we're more far off than I, than I than I like to think. But I'd like to truly think that the majority of people still want relationships with other people. They still want to have a a, a friendships. And relationships and bonds that and strength that, that helps them to become better people themselves, you know. And and the only way we do that is by engaging ourselves. I mean, you know, if you maybe if you maybe you're listening, you're like, well, Sean, this is all great and all, but I really don't have a lot of friends. Well, go make friends. Join a club, uh, you know, a gym membership, or uh, go golfing or disc golf, or you know, I don't know, just find something you enjoy. What do you ask yourself? What do I enjoy doing? that other people like to enjoy together and just go and get out of your comfort zone and introduce yourself and meet new people. That's the only way that we're going to keep this world going around is that if we start relating and gaining new friendships and new relationships and we're practicing this compassion that's for the last 20 minutes talking about. All right. So empathy, there's three steps toward practicing and, 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 and really, Making empathy a part of your life. The number one circum, the number one thing you have to do, the first thing you have to do, rather, when you're faced with, okay, somebody comes to you and let's say they're hurt, they're really, uh, they're, let's, we'll go back to my, they lost the, the house in a fire, right? This could happen. Somebody comes to you or you hear, you hear about it. Somebody's, you know, tragic happens. Maybe they left the oven on or something. I don't know. The house burns down. They've lost everything or a tornado, uh, whatever it is. And you get you hear this through the wind. Maybe you hear this directly, maybe through a text message or indirectly, like through another person. But you just haven't, you know, in your spirit, you never when you're feeling sympathy. We already covered that. That's natural. But yet you want to do more than just feel bad for them, right? Like you want to be this is somebody you love, right? This is somebody you care about. So you want to actually be of some sort of assistance, even though you don't know how. Well, this is what you do. The first thing is you gotta stop. Okay? Stop. Imagine yourself 
as that person. In other words, put yourself in the position of that person. If this was happening to me, if this had happened to me, how would I want people to respond back to me? How would I want my friends to respond to me? Maybe it's my spouse. How would I want my spouse to react to me? So that's step one. Stop. <laughs> All right. You know, I get it. Sometimes we want to uh, help so bad and we want to have the right words to say when someone comes to us or we know somebody's going through a tough time. I mean, this happens a lot, even like at funerals. I mean, the funerals are some of the most difficult experiences that we're ever going to have in this life. Uh, and, and I've been to funerals for a very young child to to an older person, right? And, and everything in between. And if grief is grief, no matter what, the people at funerals are hurting because you are there to celebrate the life of somebody that you loved very, very much and whom you loved very, very much, or obviously you wouldn't be there. So what do you say, especially to the family, especially to the close family, to the parent, to the child that they just lost, or to the to the wife you know, who just lost her husband of 50 years? What, what do you say? Well, let me tell you something. The thing you don't say is, how are you? Okay. How do you think they are? Be creative. Don't just say, how are you doing? I mean, maybe slightly better is, are you doing okay? But even then, that's kind of a dumb question. Or how are you holding up? You know, the best thing you can say to somebody who just lost a loved one is, I'm here for you when and ever you need me. You know, that's that right there. You're just acknowledging that you are putting their needs in front of yours, their their emotions, their feelings, and you, you understand that you're just there to be a servant to them because they're going through a most one of the most difficult times in their lives, and you want to be there to support them. The best way to be like is, listen, I'm here for you, whatever you need. And you even go beyond that. I mean, don't overstep your bounds, but especially if you're close, just figure the things that they need out and just do it. You know, don't wait for a... A, um, a clipboard we passed around to, 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 to deliver meals. Just bring them a meal and be like, listen, I don't know if you have dinner tonight, but I just wanted to, you know, I put this together, just a blessing. You put it in the freezer, whatever you want to do with it. But I just want to just give you, you know, uh, take a little bit off your shoulders tonight while you're, you know, still going through this, this tough time. But stop. And that's the first thing to, for empathy is to actually stop and be like, how would I want somebody else to respond to me, if I was going through the similar or same situation. Number two, the second thing that will help us practice empathy is we got to choose. All right, so now that we've stopped, now that we've put them in uh, in, in our sides, so in, in our hearts, if we've now esteeming them more than ourselves, you know, I want to, to be, I want to, I want to, I want to be the best representation of not only God but myself as well. How can I respond? What's the best way to respond? You know, some, sometimes, friends, the best way to respond to somebody. Okay, and real quick, I'm not. I, I've been. I know I'm talking a lot about like grieving and bad things, but empathy can also be for good things too. I mean, somebody got a job promotion. Somebody is married, getting married. So you know, maybe somebody somebody's got engaged, or maybe they had a new baby. I mean, those are the fun types of, of empathy where you can be like, you celebrate with them, but there's also wrong ways to, to celebrate, right? Somebody tells you in confidence that they're going to propose to somebody else. You don't go around just blabbing it. You know, you just, you know, keep it to yourself. 
but even though you're still excited for them. But again, this is empathy doesn't just have to be about misfortunes, but it's about you again, putting them and others in front of yourself and be like, if I was going through their same circumstances, situations, because I either want to mourn with them or I want to rejoice with them. I want to do it the best way possible. That's not going to be offensive and also be the most productive to society and also to the body of Christ. Again, you imagine yourself in their shoes and how you would want to be, how you would want to be treated if you were them. So what's the best way to respond to the circumstance? So you choose. Sometimes that's just not saying anything at all. You know, I, I have this problem. I like to talk. And sometimes my mouth has got me in trouble sometimes. You know, or I say things just before I even think about it. And all of a sudden, you know, put, you know, put insert mouth, that kind of deal, right? So you got to ask yourself, sometimes silence is the best option. Maybe just being there to listen, Right. Just being there to be like, listen, I believe that, you know, I don't really want to talk if, if you just, but if you want to talk, you know, let's, let me just sit on the opposite side of the couch and let's just, you know, just tell me what's in your heart. Tell me what's in your, because sometimes that's just what people need. They just need to know that somebody is there and has, has and, and gives a crap about what they're going through again, good or bad. And they just want to know that somebody's there just to listen, just to, they, they can share their day and share their experiences. You can do this every single day when you go home. To your spouse, you know, rather than telling them all about all the problems of your day, be like, hey, honey, tell me about your day. You know, and also men don't, if, if, if their boss, you know, like tried to, you know, have made them have a bad day, don't just go into superhero mode to try and fix it. Sometimes it's best to be like, listen, I'm sorry you had to go through that. You know, that really does stink. And I'm sorry, but you know what, honey, I'm going to make your favorite dinner tonight. I'm going to make sure that everything you need tonight is taken care of. I'll run your bath. I'll get you a glass of wine. I'll put the kids to bed. I'll do whatever it takes to make sure that tonight you have the best night possible after a rough day. That's empathy. And that's choosing to put others in front of yourself, especially if you yourself as a husband had a really rough day. It doesn't matter. At that point, it's all about you taking care of the other person and saying, you know what? I care more about them than I do myself. I, I, I trust God to take care of me. I trust God to take care of me, of myself. And, 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 and I, I, my, my, my duty is not to have self-preservation because I, especially as a believer, uh, I've already put myself on the cross and sacrifice. I, Jesus is the one who lives inside of me now. So therefore I don't matter. It's all about, you know, God will see God will take care of me as he sees fit. My job. And now as a believer, it's to take care of those, especially those in my household and those who God has given me. So step one was stop. Remember, put yourself in the position of the other person. Step two for practicing empathy is to choose what's the best way to respond. Again, this could be through like a physical touch, like maybe a hug, maybe some, maybe if you're good at counseling, maybe you have some things you want to share that are actually profitable to them. Silence, listening, and maybe just nothing. Maybe just nothing, no response at all. Okay. There's circumstances that call for just doing nothing. Just that's sometimes the best thing you can do. All right. And of course the last thing, the last step is, I've already probably figured it out is act right. Take a step of faith, leave yourself out of the moment and respond as you would want them to respond to you. You're saying, you know what? I'm going to put myself away. I'm going to allow God to take charge of the situation. I'm going to have patience here and I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait and really think about my response because I want this to be something that not only affects this moment, 
but affects this, our relationship as a whole and also will be a teaching moment for others, for our children, for, for, for just society as a whole. Empathy, my friends. It's something that we should take a hold of, not just see it as uh, you know too difficult to accomplish or something that doesn't exist, but no, it's an, it's an ability that we can work on, that we can choose to have, and we can truly make a difference in this world. Until next time, God bless you guys. Aloha and mahalo.